0: Paso, a paso.
1: Podcast. HJR1, what is House Joint Resolution 1? Well, it was the focus of an hour-long conversation recently online. Here we edit it down to part one of two to share with you. Let's start it off with some remarks from Catherine Chavez, who was one of many local citizens sharing their opinions on this matter, along with state legislators. We hope that you find this informative and stay in touch with PasoTaus.org for more information. Here is part one of two
0: lot of
2: strengths,
0: home visiting highlights those strengths, which gives um, parents the confidence to to parent. Currently, um, in New Mexico, only 5% of families have access to home visiting. That's not a lot. That's not a lot for our state.
1: Um, Thanks for all the work you do in our community, uh, which I know so well. Um, And thanks for representing uh, what you do here tonight. Next, uh, we have a, um, a Rachel Lucero, if you are here logging in today, I believe.
3: Um, yes, um, my name's Rachel Lucero. Um, I'm a resident here in Taos County. I have um, two young children, um, one is six and one is two. Um, we've been involved with YDI since my oldest was three years old, he, he was accepted into the Head Start program. And I've been serving on the policy council for, I think, three years now. Um, I'm really passionate about about early um, childhood education. I'm passionate about providing a service um, to families. I think that everybody should have access to this. I think common sense tells us (laughs) that you can't build anything without a good foundation and, and Um, pregnant mothers all the way up to um, young children ages you know to five I think that common sense just tells us we need to focus our energy on this this bill really needs to pass in the senate I think it needs to be driven home um, that our community and our country really is in crisis of course I'm I'm partial to The community where I'm raising my children, I am really passionate about it because my children are of this age. We don't get these years back. Our representatives really need to represent us in this when it comes to the Senate. I think teachers need livable wages so that we can hold on to them um, because they're doing some of the most important work on Earth. And um, I think we need to start investing in this time um, for human beings, for for. For our entire species so i'm really i'm really passionate about it and i'm really excited about the conversations that are going to happen tonight
1: yeah thank you so much rachel really appreciate what you shared and thanks for being here um all right and next we would like to welcome and introduce allison mcpartland um allison you there as we unmute you and uh good to see you again thanks for for being here and-
2: hi thank you miles and thank you everyone for being here tonight um, my name is allison mcpartland or as many of you know me, Teacher Allie. I work at UNM Kids Campus as the four-year-old pre-K teacher, as well as a mentor for the UNM Taos Early Childhood Department. Um, I'm really excited to see the momentum that House Joint Resolution One has made this year, as I have been um, invested personally in this bill since six years ago. The first time I went to support this bill In Santa Fe, I was four months pregnant. Um, So I'm excited about this bill this year because for the first time in this bill's history, we have a department and a strategic plan to support how this money could be allocated. Um, What excites me the most about funding early childhood education is really um, building and retaining an early childhood workforce. As a mentor teacher, I work side by side with my mentees to show them what high quality early childhood education looks like. But right now across the state, we just don't have a workforce to retain and to build and to have a high quality early childhood education. And I believe that this is something that every single family needs access to. But in order for every single family to have access to it, we need to build and maintain the workforce. And that needs to happen by early childhood educators being compensated adequately. Um, I also think that You know, Now is the time. We are in crisis. As we come out of this pandemic, we have to put children and families first, and this money could really do that. Um, I think that the least that we can do is bring it to the voters of New Mexico and for them to make the choice. So I really hope that this bill passes the Senate and is brought to the voters of New Mexico, and a vote for this bill would be a vote for our future. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Allison. Teacher Allie. appreciate being here. Um, next, uh, Dr. Torres, thanks for being here. And you should be able to unmute now and, and uh, introduce yourself. And And you have three minutes to share whatever you'd like. Thank you again so much.
0: Thank you so much, Miles, for this opportunity. Um, right now, YDI has a partnership with Taos Municipal Schools. We have right now um, a 10-year contract with YDI. And we have eight... 12 month to 36 month um, toddlers um, who are being educated in our public school buildings. We also have 63 year olds. We have a program at Enos Elementary and Arroyos Elementary. Um, We have a wonderful a partnership that has been very successful that I believe we need to continue. Early childhood is what's going to help our economic development. It's going to bring us, um, for every child, the opportunity to have a quality of life and to continue uh, with success in life. And what I've noticed as a superintendent for the last 23 years of being an administrator, I have really seen the distinct difference between children who attended a preschool program and those who did not. You know, at one time I asked one of the kindergarten teachers, um, who do you think went to pre-K and who didn't? And he goes, this one did, this one didn't, this one did And I just, I wanted to check to see, and that teacher was right on. He knew, it was just so obvious who had gone to preschool and who hadn't and the school readiness is evident in children's social skills emotional health they understand routines sharing listening collaborating and they have um, developed early math and reading skills and one of the most important facets is the parent involvement and engagement Uh, in school readiness, so it is really, really important. This constitutional amendment, when passed by the voters of New Mexico, will increase opportunities for every child. We cannot leave not even one child out. The best investment for New Mexico economic uh, sustainability is the investment in our youngest citizens, our tiny children, all of these students should have an opportunity, 100% of them. And I in support and encourage everyone um, to vote for the House Joint Resolution 1 and to vote for this resolution to send this constitutional amendment to the voters. It is so incredible. And now is the time to do it and to take action. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Torres. We appreciate that. And thanks for being here and that is what this evening's about this resolution and we'd like to move on to our legislators at this time who we appreciate being here um first uh what i'd like to introduce would be uh, representative herrera if you'd like to um say hello and, and share whatever you'd like to to say with us this evening we appreciate you being here and and sharing your insight on um on this important topic
0: well hi everybody it's always good to be on a zoom where i have so many friends uh i feel like i've been I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, but you know, we're all in favor. We're all in favor of this. I've been working on this since 2004, so you know what I thought would be like a four-year effort has turned into a 20-year effort. But you know, I'm joined at this Zoom by people who worked for 50 years on this. So uh, I've learned. I've learned. um, I've learned uh, to. Not be too patient, but to just keep pushing, keep pushing. And I think this is a year this could pass. I do.
1: Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for being here, uh, sharing your time and wisdom with us. And thank you so much. Next, we would love to uh, welcome and say thank you to um, Representative Ortez for her time here today. Uh, If you'd love to introduce yourself and and share any thoughts with us this evening. Um, Thanks again for being here.
4: Uh, Thank you, Miles, and everyone on here. It does feel like uh, I'm seeing a lot of old friends. So it's 2010. I'm hugely pregnant uh, with my first child. I have been in Taos for three months, and I'm sitting in my living room with my home visitor, Molly, and she puts ice in my hands like you know and uh i'm asking her what what's labor like and she says well hold this ice for as long as you can and and i do that and uh it's cold and it's uncomfortable and and i you know i, I let the ice go and she puts more ice in my hand and uh and i'm holding and i let it go and she's like and she puts more ice in my hand and she said that's 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 labor a little bit, you know, it's not cold, but it's super, super uncomfortable. Three months later, I have my child and uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to feed her. I can't feed her. Molly uh, takes me to Jana and Jana helps me feed my child. Three months later, no, actually maybe two months later, Molly takes me to Tracy and I meet Tracy and I find a place for my child so that I can return to work. And three years later, there's another one, Vida. And Molly does all the same things except for breastfeeding help because I had figured it out at that point. You know, should, should we go back to Tracy? We find a place for my second And on and on, year after year, Molly is with us, with our family, helping me and my children, helping us navigate the system, helping us create community. Uh, I would not be where I am today if not for Molly, First Steps, Tracy, UNM Kids Campus, uh, all of these people, all of you professionals who have... uh, you know, who have basically created a cradle for me and my family and for the families of Taos. And this is what every community all around New Mexico needs is a Molly and a Tracy and a Jeannie and a Catherine and a Lucas and Taylor and all of the folks who are incredible. And of course, teacher Allie, and I was waving at Hadley, hi Hadley. Uh, waving at her earlier, she probably didn't notice uh, this is community. You know, these are the reasons why I voted for HJR1. Uh, really, it's, it's really the reason why I ran for office um, because of of this kind of uh, I- incredible preparation for, for life that, that early childhood uh, does and, and why we need to uh, invest in it.
1: Thank you, Representative Ortez, for being here and sharing all of that. Um, next up, we would love to introduce and thank, um, Senator Gonzalez for being here as well. Um, if you're able to, uh, say hello and introduce yourself and thanks again for being here and sharing your insights with us.
5: Uh, very well. Thank you. And, uh, thank you to, uh, everyone that has already, um, you know, shared some, uh, words and some wisdom. And, uh, I'm uh, Senator Roberto Bobby J. Gonzalez, uh, Born and raised in Taos, and uh, I am uh, starting my 27th year, you know, at the legislature. And uh, uh, there's some um, uh, very, uh, very eloquent, very solid, uh, you know, statements that have been made. And, uh, uh, you know, with Allison, you know, when she mentioned, uh, you know, now we have a department, we have a secretary, and uh, that was uh, missing for so long because, uh, we really didn't have, like, we were just too scattered, you know, and uh, so, you know, that is a big step. You know, the other part that uh, really uh, uh, gets me part is, um, and this was mentioned by um, that uh, 5% are being visited, you know, through home visiting, and, uh, you know, uh, that's very low, you know, compared to the number of years that we have been working. But uh, what I uh, wanted to share with you and uh, leave you with this is um, we have two things going on here. And one is um, the content, the research, the information on early childhood. You know, that's solid, you know, by, you know, the comments that have been made and also understanding the need. The other part is the one where we're looking at the funding, you know. And uh, one of the parts that uh, that uh, I want for everyone to to see is uh, we've we've done uh, some baby steps, and we're taking some real big steps, and we're gradually, you know, proving to getting to where we want to. One of the things, uh, the last thing that we would ever want, is to get into litigation and uh, on this part here, we have to understand on the funding that there is 21 beneficiaries to the fund. So coming in with this one would create a new beneficiary.
1: What is a beneficiary? Well, Maybe we'll learn more in part two of this conversation in the next edition of the Paso Paso podcast. We uh, hope you learn from this. We hope that you're getting involved and uh, we look forward to speaking with you next time.
0: Paso, a
3: Paso. Podcast.